Hey, everybody. Welcome to Trashy Divorces. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends. I'm Alicia. Welcome to a brand new episode of Trashy Divorces, your favorite good podcast about bad relationships. We are dipping back into the housewives water, aren't we? Uh, this week, we're going to take a little tour into the very public trashy divorce of Brandy Glanville, real housewife of Beverly Hills, and her actor husband, Eddie Cibrian. This is a real tour of marital misadventure. It's quite a story. I don't know if y'all are ready, but before <laughs> we get into discovering whose bed Eddie's boots had been under. Sounds like it was a lot. So many, so many red flags in this story. We do have a magic mirror with some big thanks to give out to our newest supporters over at patreon.com in the Trashy Divorces community. Thank you so much for joining us. I am S. Sadler, Karen C., Shelly B., Anna L., Kelly, Amanda B., and Catherine C. Holy cats, we have some new super supporters to thank. Lindsay G., Kim R., Jennifer P., and Rayanna J. Holy cats, thank you. Thank you to all our new Patreon supporters, our existing Patreon supporters. And thank you for coming to listen to this episode, for your kind reviews, for your emails, for being awesome. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you being here. Gotta find my boots. Let's go, go, go. All right, Alicia, you have a story about a housewife of Beverly Hills? I do. Holy cats. Today, Brandy Glanville is a name synonymous with reality television and outrageous behavior. But back 12 years ago, back in 2010, Brandy was not a household name. Brandy was a former model and most importantly, a wife and mother to two beautiful little boys. She thought her life was close to perfect madly in love with her husband, Eddie Cibrian, and blissfully unaware of his many, many affairs. Ooh. Whose bed have your boots been under? Hmm. It would be one of these affairs that would end up blowing up their marriage. The couple became a tabloid sensation when Cibrian left his family for country music singer Leanne Rimes, who was also married at the time. Wow. A more unexpected result was that Brandy Glanville was thrust into the spotlight and became a reality television star that many people root for and some other people really love to hate. <laughs> Almost every single detail of this ugly divorce was tabloid fodder, and it does not stop even after the divorce is finalized. Because Eddie Cibrian marries his mistress, and they'll have a short-lived reality television show. Leanne Rhymes. Mm-hmm. How did I miss all of this? Okay, this brand new... I don't new, know where I was either. Brand new information. Brand new information. Everyone seemed to be interested in how this volatile and publicity-hungry group would get along and co-parent their children. It was a trashy divorce that definitely got more than its 15 minutes of notoriety. It's a trashy, trashy ride, friends, and I need to give some big props here. To Melissa O, our fearless, trashy researcher for this one. Melissa is simply the best. She gets all the good stuff. We love her. We do. Let's get into it. Brandy was born on November 16th, 1972. Happy early birthday, Brandy. 
She was in the middle of three children, raised in Sacramento, California, and she does openly talk about the challenges of her childhood. Her family will struggle financially. They live in a pretty rough neighborhood. There's a lot of gang violence. However, Brandy and her siblings were spared from that violence or being targeted because, helpfully, Brandy's father was the local pot dealer. Ah, that that's a, that's a story. It's a good way to, you know, get a little cover. Brandy will give her parents a lot of credit for working hard to support their family. She'll describe her mother as a self-described hippie. She'll help the family financially by working as a cleaning lady. Daddy, in addition to growing and selling marijuana, also had many low-paying jobs. Brandy says he grew marijuana in our backyard and gave it to the dealers to deal. It was a means to an end, not a way to make ends meet. We had a lot of bills, and there were always a lot of financial issues. My parents sent us to private schools because the schools around us were dangerous. So selling pot to afford kids go it's Yeah, that's quite a childhood. California, a magical place. Brandy is still very close to her mother. Brandy and her father have had their share of relationship issues with each other. They've even turned to reality television to help work them out. Cheaper than therapy. Right. What? Why are we like this? They appeared on WETV's Marriage Boot Camp, Reality Stars Family Edition. It did not go well. No, continue. After high school, Brandy spent a year having fun with her friends in San Francisco, not really interested in doing the conventional route, but she wasn't really sure what she did want to do. In her memoir, Drinking and Tweeting, she writes... Sorry. Drinking and Tweeting? Yeah. It's a good name for a book. Very modern, very contemporary. Brandy writes, I never had dreams of going to college, joining a sorority and earning some degree in psychology, social science, or medicine, that all sounded as about appealing to me as virgin sex. You have a look on your face. I'm not exactly sure Mm -hmm. what that means, but that's okay, because when Brandy's 19, she's spotted out at the local mall by a modeling scout. (laughs) It's the classic tale After making some required adjustments, no more shimmery pink and blue eyeshadow, stop plucking her eyebrows, and fixing her hair color, Brandy, congratulations, was signed to a modeling contract. And she is off to Paris and Milan, traveling around Europe, modeling on runways and doing photo shoots. I mean, that sounds totally fun, so... She loved it. Mm -hmm. She says she had an amazing time and loved every minute of it. Wandering around Europe at the age of 20 or whatever, like (laughs) easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She'll write, somehow I stumbled upon a successful modeling career that took me to Paris and Milan at 19 years old and introduced me to a world of, she really does have quite the turn of phrase, introduced me to a world of Brazilian bikinis, private jets, and uncircumcised penises. Really? Okay. I had never been on a plane before and purposefully missed my first flight out of fear. Hmm. Brady will end her modeling days in Europe when she falls in love with a dimpled and handsome Cuban actor. He will ask her to stop traveling for work because 
He wanted Brandy near him all of the time. And Brandy happily obliged. Let's talk about Edward Carl Cibrian. Born on June 16, 1973 in Burbank, California. He is the only child of parents who are both from Cuba. Both mom and dad left with their families to flee the Castro regime. Mm -hmm. Eddie's dad was a banker. His mom worked as an office manager. By all accounts, Eddie was doted on by very loving parents. After high school, Eddie will major in business at UCLA. But with his boyish good looks, he quickly decides to pursue a career in acting. By 1994, Eddie was a regular on The Young and the Restless. Throughout the mid-1990s, Eddie appeared in many television shows, including Saved by the Bell, The College Years, Beverly Hills 90210, Sabrina, The Teenage Witch, Baywatch Nights, and Sunset Beach. He was nominated for a Soap Opera Digest Award in 1998 and 1999. <laughs> You, not necessarily, I think, being a fan of Saved by the Bell, The College Years, or Baywatch Nights, sure. you would probably know Eddie Cibrian from his role in But I'm a Cheerleader. Classic. Classic, classic film. film. Okay. <laughs> Six years after moving to Europe to model, Brandy's back in L.A. to shoot a beer commercial. And she and her friend went to the Grandville nightclub on Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood, like you do. Brandy writes, Across the bar, I spotted an insanely attractive Cuban man who just couldn't keep his eyes off me, and I couldn't keep my eyes off him either. It was love at first sight, or perhaps lust. Hmm. Not long afterward, Brandy and Eddie are in a committed relationship, and Eddie asked Brandy to stay in Los Angeles. They'll move in together, and Brandy thought she had started her happily ever after. Girl. You're in danger. In 1999, Eddie proposes to Brandy, and in May of 2001, the couple were married. They complete their vows, surrounded by 200 friends and family members at the beachfront Ritz-Carlton in Laguna Niguel, California. Mazel! Fantastic. After the wedding, Brandy settles happily into the very traditional role of a wife that Eddie had wanted. He wanted to start a family pretty quickly and thought that the role of a wife was to stay at home and raise kids and take care of the house. But Brandy doesn't mind. She loves it. This is the dream, and she will book an occasional modeling job, but she'll never travel. She'll write, He was making a good enough living that we didn't need the extra income. Plus, I felt that I had already lived a full life, so I was thoroughly content being a kept woman, and more than happy to step aside and let my husband enjoy the spotlight. I had yet to learn that while there's nothing wrong with elevating your partner, that should not come at the cost of your own identity. You know, she was young. I lost myself in my relationship. It's an easy thing to do and a mistake I will never make again. No one person is exactly the same as a year before or even a week before, but when we're blinded by love, we don't always make the smartest choices for our own best interests. How could I be the best partner, friend, daughter, wife, or mother if I was sidelining my own identity? The answer is, I couldn't. 
I will never take total responsibility for what happened in my divorce, but I will take responsibility for what I allowed to happen to me. During my marriage, I lost my voice. Before it, I was always opinionated, outspoken, and filter-free. But that faded over the years. I allowed myself to forget my self-worth. Certainly a thing that can happen. It is certainly a thing that can happen. Another thing that needs to happen is we're going to intersect a break right here to hear from our fantastic sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to we're going to hear about some suspicious behavior and maybe a little bit about how it all goes wrong. Mm, Back on the flip. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Alicia, you said something about suspicious behavior. Bit of marital intrigue, perhaps. Well, it's tricky. So the couple gets married in 2001. Their first son is born in June of 2003. Second son, April 2007. All things seem to be going great in the Cibrian Glanville household. But there may have been a few red flags in a field flying in the wind, particularly about Eddie's behavior, but Brandy says she chose not to see them at the time. Once his very public affair did happen and he left the family, then it'll become obvious to Brandy that the signs were sort of there all along. Some of the more humorous and obvious signs that Brandy writes about later, but chose to ignore at the time. It's a pretty good list. Red flag alert. Number one, when Brandy learned that she had developed HPV and he tried to convince her that she must have just been born with it. Oh, no, no, no. When Brandy did not believe that, he told her that he had given it to her, but he had gotten HPV from sharing a lollipop with a colleague. Certainly not by cheating on her. Wow. Now I feel bad for Leanne Rhymes. Would you like some of my disease lollipop? <laughs> All right, number two. Suspiciously enough, Eddie needed a great deal of alone time or guys' nights every single week. A little suspicious. This is mm-hmm. a pretty good red flag mm-hmm. here. Number three. Eddie showers and gets nicely dressed before he goes to the gym. So it was a very specific type of gym. <laughs> <laughs> they have lollipops there. <laughs> Full of lollipops and um, intensive workouts, I'm sure. Now, this really would be the one that I don't know if I could have ignored this particular one. Number four, 
Eddie keeps baby wipes in the center console of his Porsche. But that car is a car the children never ride in nor are allowed in. So. Gotta tidy up. From the disease lollipops. Yes. Eddie often had local business meetings that he said required an overnight stay in a hotel. Now, I'm just going down the road. It's a local. I mean, I. Brandy. Brandy. Okay. Let's have a talk. Well, her blissful (laughs) ignorance will Mm -hmm. come to an end. On just a regular, typical March morning in 2009, Brandy had gotten both boys up and dressed and had made them breakfast before dropping her oldest son off at school. And then she's running errands. Because cool enough, this pretty exciting little TD alum intersection here. Brandy and Eddie are getting ready for a weekend without the kids because they're going to be attending her friend's wedding on Parrot Key in the Turks and Caicos. Whose wedding is this? This is Trashy Divorces alum Bruce Willis's second wedding to Emma Hemming. Demi Moore was also present at that wedding. Hmm. Little bit of a spider web for yeah. you. Brandy's excited about taking a trip with her husband. They're going to be alone, no kids, Turks and Caicos, like, woohoo. Yeah, romantic getaway. It's going to be fantastic. So Brandy's spending the day getting ready for the trip and packing, and she's running errands when she gets a text that there was a story on Perez Hilton that Eddie was having an affair. Brandy does not believe a word of it. She tells her friend, like, you're joking. That doesn't even, like... Come on. They're business meetings in town. Not my husband. Sure, he could come home, but the business wants him to stay at the hotel overnight. Eddie will call just a few minutes later and say, there's a story in Us Weekly. He then begins his story to explain the rumors and told Brandy that he and Leanne Rimes were having dinner in Laguna Beach because he took her out just to be a friend and listen to her concerns, Leanne's concerns, about her struggling marriage. And Eddie assures Brandy there's nothing romantic going on between them. And they'd only been spotted together because it was his act of charity to Leanne. I, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, this is like pinnacle trashy divorces story here. Brandy will start to get a bad feeling about uh-huh. this. Yeah. She remembered visiting Eddie on the set of a Lifetime TV series called Northern Lights just a few months earlier and begins to remember noticing how much Leanne Rhymes was flirting with Eddie. But Leanne's husband was there as well. Leanne at the time was married to Dean Shermay. He is a backup dancer turned celebrity chef. Dean Charmaine knows on the Northern Lights set that Leanne and Eddie are fooling around. He knows at this point. He talks about it in an interview. Like he sees Leanne and she and Eddie are playing pool together. And there's something in the way that she's holding the stick and the way she's dressed in their body language. And he's like, oh God, this is actually happening. Okay. There's no love lost between Dean and Eddie. We'll just put it that way. He's had some choice quotes about the slickness, maybe the untrustworthiness 
maybe the false charm of yeah. Eddie Cibrian. We're getting a bit of a portrait here. So Dean, Leanne's husband, fully in the know. Brandy, thinking back, maybe this is a little bit suspicious. Back on this visit to the set at one point, Leanne smeared cake frosting on her top, on her shirt, shirt top, and asked Eddie to lick it off. Normal, totally normal friend stuff. Well, that would be fine if Eddie was a golden retriever, right? Like, if your dog... Okay. And to clarify, Eddie is not a golden retriever. Far as I know, he is an actor. All right. It's all terrible. Yes, I frequently ask my friends to lick me. (laughs) As obvious as this behavior was, Brandy watching it convinces herself, this is what she tells herself, that there's no way that they would carry on in front of both of their spouses if something was actually going on between them. She also could not picture her husband, Eddie, being attracted to Leanne Rhymes because she didn't think Leanne was at all his type. We have such magical brains in our heads that can just... Wow. Wow. Exactly. So, Brandy, remember, is still talking to Eddie because he's called and said, hey, yeah, there's pictures in Us Weekly But I only was doing this act of charity. So Brandy naturally is very upset during this phone conversation with her husband. And he comes home immediately from his local overnight business trip, I presume, and finds her crying on the floor. And he'll reassure Brandy, Eddie will, that nothing is going on and he's still madly in love with her. And Brandy, bless her little heart, decides to believe him because she desperately wants to Mm -hmm. believe that he's not having an affair. Yeah. So the two will go to Bruce and Emma's wedding in the Caribbean for the weekend as planned. And Brandy remembers that they had the perfect getaway because no one was supposed to have their phones. This is a secret, exclusive, Uh, celebrity wedding. No contact. No press. These are our friends here. We're staying off our devices. It was the perfect getaway because with no devices, they weren't getting news updates or any texts from the land of reality happening outside of the wedding at Parrot Key. Right. Reality where Eddie is totally cheating on her. Eddie and Brandy that weekend don't talk at all about what might happen when they return to Los Angeles. But Brandy knows in her gut that this would be their last trip together. Of course, now, in the fullness of time, we do know that Eddie Sibrian was, in fact, having an affair with Leanne Rhymes. Not only that, he Mm. shared his lollipop quite a bit. Many other women come out of the woodwork to reveal their own sexual encounters with Eddie soon after. Great work, Ed. When Brandy and Eddie leave the Caribbean, Brandy eventually turns her phone back on. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, her voicemail is full. And she has lots and lots and lots of texts about the affair. Wow. Eddie turns his phone on and scrolls through his messages. And Brandy describes Eddie as looking, quote, as if he had seen a ghost, unquote. When she saw his face, Brandy knew for certain that the rumors were true. That's rough. That's rough. Oh, it gets... (laughs) 
Hold on to your icing top because it gets worse here. It turns out that there weren't just a few photos of Eddie and Leanne together at a restaurant that he could explain away out of that act of charity. Us Weekly had actually posted surveillance footage of the two of them in the restaurant. And the footage shows the two, Eddie and Leanne, kissing and licking and sucking on each other's fingers. Just right out there for the whole world to see, acting like golden retrievers in the restaurant. I would be so weirded out if the people at the next table were doing that. Licking each other's, (laughs) yes, it's creepy. Don't do that. I mean, if you're two years old, you're probably going to lick your fingers in a restaurant, but other 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 people's people's fingers? So, not lollipops then. (laughs) So at this point, Eddie no longer tries to deny the affair. Brandy and Eddie are in the airport. They're not even home. home. And he's catching a flight to D.C. to shoot a television pilot. And Brandy's flying back to Los Angeles to be with the kids. Can you imagine, like, airport conversation? Brandy asks Eddie if he loves Leanne. And he said that he did not. Eddie asked Brandy to go to counseling with him. (laughs) Uh, And Brandy agreed to do that to save their marriage. And the two will part ways in the middle of the airport. During the weeks that followed, the news of Eddie's affair with Leanne Rimes, again, many, many other women come forward. Some were just one-night stands, others were ongoing affairs. Hmm. One of these women was Vanderpump Rules star Sheena Shea. (sighs) Eventually, there would be a scene shot for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where Sheena Shea requests to sit down with Brandy Glanville to apologize. Brandy and Eddie will attempt marriage counseling, and Brandy's willing to forgive Eddie. Yeah, I think I've spotted the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she's ready to forgive him. Let's work on the marriage. Let's set things right, babe. Until, until Brandy finds out whose bed of your boots been under. Eddie hasn't stopped seeing Leanne Rhymes. Uh huh. Yeah, spotted the problem. Found it. <laughs> Brandy writes he had still been seeing Leanne behind my back for the few months we had been in counseling together. Mm-hmm. I was broken. If I didn't have to take care of my kids, I probably wouldn't be here now. It was so public. Everyone felt sorry for me and wanted to hug me, but I just wanted to punch everyone in the face. (laughs) I couldn't turn on the TV without seeing something about them. Leanne had taken over my life, and I didn't have a voice anymore. I did not want my kids around her. She got my husband, and she was not getting my children. Hmm. This really was. It was terribly nasty. Brandy had let Eddie be in charge of everything in their marriage. So how great is their divorce going to go? Like when it becomes clear that the marriage is over, Brandy struggles just to figure out how to manage normal everyday things. You remember that quote from before, like I lost myself. Right. Brandy is unfamiliar with computers. She feels intimidated about how to find a divorce lawyer. So instead of turning to the internet for help, she takes word of mouth recommendations. I got friends. A bunch of them have been divorced. This is great. It's Hollywood. (laughs) She started calling the lawyers that had been recommended to her. You're not even ready for this gut punch. This is terrible. Had Eddie retained all of them? 
Yes. Oh my God. Yes, he had. So Brandy, every lawyer she calls, she's told it would be a conflict of interest to represent her because Eddie had the foresight to contact every decent lawyer in the area for a meeting before she has a chance making all of those lawyers unable to represent her. That is diabolical. Diabolical. Yes. Yes. Isn't that terrible? So here's Brandy. She's basically broke because also at this point, she realizes that Eddie had been lying to her and the family has been living far beyond their means for many, many years. Brandy hadn't earned any of her own money since they had kids. She had no credit because nothing was in her name and naturally she had no savings. To make matters worse, Eddie who's been lying about their financial situation, now has access to Leanne Rimes' wealth, which was estimated to be $12, $15 million, somewhere around there. Wow. And because Brandy and Eddie are both stubborn, the divorce was, three good descriptors here, long, expensive, and awful. Hmm. Brandy writes, We fought over the motorcycles, the condo, the boat, and the electronics. Everything. I even brought in a forensic accountant to dissect his credit card bills to dig up what he purchased for his mistress with our joint funds. It cost me $12,000 to find out that he bought his Tuesday night girlfriend some diamond earrings and paid the rent for her Hollywood apartment. The irony? I didn't even get money for it, and I still had to pay the bill. Mm. But I was angry and hurt, so I was up for the fight. It became the ultimate pissing match. I spent double what I ended up getting as the settlement just because I wanted to fight with him and I didn't want him to win. Yeah, that's a thing that happens too. Eddie even fought me for the Bronco my father had given us to refurbish. That's when I nearly lost it. I was planning to give it back to my father. When I told my dad that Eddie was fighting me for it, He called Eddie to tell him that it was a gift meant for me. Eddie might be a total loser, but he just loves to win. The division of assets part of the negotiations was nothing compared to the custody battle for the children. Brandy naturally wants full custody, but after months of expensive and exhausting fighting, Brandy backs down and agrees to joint custody. Uh, Finally making the decision... To give in to him, she writes. It just wasn't worth it anymore, and it was draining the life out of me. I was exhausted, depressed, and drinking too much for my own good. I was in a bad place. It simply wasn't healthy to exert this much time and energy on hate and revenge. It's also really unlikely that a judge would have not authorized joint custody. Right. She'll go on. The continued fighting was consuming me, fucking me up. I concluded that I kept fighting with him to keep him in my life in some capacity. In my head, all of our arguments came from a place of passion. I realized that I was holding on to something that wasn't there anymore. I guess I hadn't been ready to completely let him go, but it was finally time. That all sounds pretty bad, right? It gets worse. Oh. Oh, it gets so much worse. No longer financially relying on acting for his own livelihood, 
Eddie had long since moved into Leanne Rhymes' mansion and just stops working. And because he's not making any money, Eddie claims that the bad publicity that Brandy was causing him. Because all of this is apparently Brandy's fault. Sure. Brandy, you've done this to me. Eddie blames Brandy for keeping him from getting hired. But it works out for him because he's got mooch money and without much income, he doesn't He has no income, to... so his alimony and child mm-hmm. support payments stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in reality, Eddie's living the high life yeah. and going on exotic vacations that are covered in the tabloids. And Brandy's like, how do I feed my kids? Mm-hmm. Brandy needed to get a job and quick. Is it easy to jump back into modeling after a decade away? <laughs> now, to be fair, there are plenty of examples of Eddie Cibrian's trash baggery. And Leanne Rhymes is also guilty of doing some horrible things during this time, like writing Brandy and telling Brandy that she was going to make her kids love her more than they do Brandy. Oh my God. The, that, oof, that. Brandy Glanville, however, will admit to some of her own trashy behavior. She'll write, One time before they were married, I walked up to a soccer game and Jake, who was two, was sitting in her lap. I had this rage in my body. I really wanted to kill her. I walked over to her, grabbed Jake, and I looked at her and said, I will fucking murder you. This might be one of my favorite stories that I've ever told on Trashy Divorces. Thank you, Melissa, for really a (laughs) supreme job on this. So another arguably extreme thing that Brandy did during the beginning of her divorce was to get a vaginal rejuvenation. That's fine. Here's the kicker of that. She put it on Eddie's credit card. Mm. This was in the early days right after the news of the affair had been confirmed. And Eddie hadn't canceled her credit cards yet. So Brandy decided to rightfully take advantage of that. She said she needed to make sure that she would never again be tempted to sleep with Eddie. And the only way she knew that she would never let him touch her again was to be... Her words here, quote unquote, reborn. She writes, a brand new vagina would be an Eddie free vagina. It would be completely unknown to him and would offer me the fresh start I so desperately deserved. You know, it's weird what lets you move on, but there you go. Brandy decides to book the $12,000 procedure (laughs) and pays for it on the credit card that Eddie paid for. And technically, he was still living in the house, and she knew she needed him to leave for a while during the surgery and her recovery. So Brandy tells Eddie that her mother's coming to visit, so he'll be anywhere else but the actual house. And it worked out perfect because she did need her mother's help during the recovery anyway, so good on you, Brandy. (laughs) The procedure and recovery were very painful, But ultimately, Brandy says she was really happy with her decision, writing, Once the pain had subsided, I felt absolutely new again. I felt as if I had rid myself of any last vestige of Eddie. But most important, it gave me a fresh outlook on my future, a future that was beginning to look brighter and tighter. She really does have a way with words. Yep. I anticipated being totally blown away by the results. I should have been for $12,000, right? 
Truthfully, though, I wasn't even sure if it worked properly. I mean, how would I be able to tell until I actually used it? So, my hunt began for the perfect man to give up my second virginity to. While I was eager to get back on the horse, so to speak, I was going to be exceptionally picky. I had this budding new flower, and the recipient was in for a special treat. The only thing I was sure of was that it wasn't going to be Eddie. Not surprisingly, it does not take Eddie very long to call about the bill. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) A week after the surgery, he was on the phone screaming, What the fuck cost you $12,000? Who the fuck is Dr. Matlock? Did you get a nose job? I responded simply, yes, a nose job. (laughs) And then I hung up the phone. Brandy does feel that it was fair for her to get the procedure on Eddie's dime because, again, such a turn of the phrase here, quote, ultimately my husband got a new vagina and so did I, unquote. Sounds like he got quite a few. Gonna take a quick break right here to come back for the remainder of our Trashy Divorces tale today. We'll see you on the flip. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. All right, so our fearless heroine Brandy needs a job. Yeah, she's gotta gotta earn the bills, and this is how Brandy becomes a real housewife of Beverly Hills. So it is in July 2010, Brandy was approached by the producers of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills about joining the show. Brandy had some friends in common with Adrian Maloof, who was on the show at the time. Brandy goes for an interview wondering if she could actually be on the show without a husband or a house. <laughs> the producers offer her a role on season two, and since she needed the work desperately, she doesn't hesitate to accept the offer. Brandy looks at the show as not just an income, but as a real opportunity to reinvent herself. She was hoping to get rid of the scorned ex-wife persona that the press had Mm -hmm. unkindly handed to her. Right before she begins filming, though, she falls and breaks her ankle. So her first appearance was with a cast and on crutches, which is not how you really want to go in. But this would become an integral part of an infamous fight scene when two of the other housewives hide her crutches from her. Oh, my God. And the three get into a horrific argument that would make the reality television hall of fame. Hmm. Brandy will go on to be a cast member of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills until 2015. During her time on the show, she often had volatile behavior, is known to be sort of a chaos creator. (laughs) Brandy will drink to excess on multiple occasions, and since Eddie refused to let their boys appear on camera, there was nothing else there to balance out her image. Unlike the other housewives, Brandy doesn't have the ability to show her domestic side or spending time just doing normal things with her kids. During her seasons on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Brandy does have feuds with many of her castmates. 
Her shocking behavior and sharp tongue provoke a lot of judgment and fighting with other wives. She would, and still does, carry on feuds, particularly throughout social media. But even after her time as a housewife was over, she, Brandy, remains very visible and controversial. Really a big fan of reality shows here. She has been on Marriage Boot Camp reality stars, Famously Single, My Kitchen Rules, Celebrity Apprentice, Hollywood Medium, Gay for Play Game with RuPaul, Celebrity Big Brother, and recently, The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Well, I guess she found her niche. In addition to these shows, Brandy remains in the public eye on talk shows like Watch What Happens Live and throughout her outrageous behavior off screen. Brandy was also involved in a very long and public lawsuit with Real Housewives of Miami star Joanna Krupa. Krupa sued Glanville for defamation after she made comments about her on Bravo's Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Going to bring in another Trashy Divorces alum here and some other ongoing questionable behavior, perhaps an alleged affair Mm -hmm. with previous TD alum Denise Richards. Heard about this. Yeah, Brandy is still out in public saying and doing questionable things. She'll often get criticized for comments she makes on her podcast called Unfiltered, as well as on other talk shows and other podcasts. Brandy has been photographed in various states of undress and intoxicated, leaving bars and nightclubs. She recently sent hostile DMs to her son's ex-girlfriend, which were then made public. Drinking and tweeting. Drinking and tweeting. Yes, 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 yes. Again, turn of the phrase. Uh, But it was Brandy's accusations of an affair with Denise Richards that really caused the most scandal over the last few years, and even got her back on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, at least briefly as a guest on a few episodes. The story then became the major plot line for the entire season because Denise Richard denied Brandy's claims and the other cast members relentlessly pursued the story like a dog with a bone or a dog licking some icing off the top, I don't know. Denise Richards had finally had enough of it and decided not to return to the show the following season. While Denise Richards has continued to deny ever having any type of sexual encounter with Brandy Glanville, most people believe that it's true, but don't understand why it is rightfully anyone's business or why it got made into such a big deal on the show. I'm in that camp as well. On The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, Tamara Judge from The Real Housewives of Orange County stated that she absolutely believed Brandy's story because Denise Richards had also propositioned her once when they were staying at the same hotel. Wow. Brandy claims that the entire encounter with Richards was very upsetting to her because she had been told that Denise was in an open marriage with her husband, Aaron Pfeiffer's. However, the next day, Denise allegedly told Brandy that she could never tell Aaron about what happened. So instead, she told everyone about what happened? So Brandy, right, after having her marriage ruined by infidelity, Brandy felt really strongly about cheating in a marriage and felt like Denise Richards had put her in a position of being a cheater 
by letting her believe, Brandy, that Denise's marriage was open only to reveal that it wasn't. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not cool. Want to hear what happens to Eddie and Leanne? Oh, yeah. I very much do. Eddie and Leanne waste no time getting engaged after each of their respective divorces were finalized. On April 22nd, 2011, the couple got married and went on a highly publicized honeymoon in Mexico. In July 2014, Eddie and Leanne will star in their own reality show on VH1 called Leanne and Eddie. It was canceled after eight episodes. (laughs) In 2017, Leanne Rimes talked to People Magazine about her marriage. It just works, she said. We respect each other. Respect is a big deal. And once you lose that, you've kind of lost everything. He's a wonderful father and a really good man. He's kind to me and I reciprocate. They continued to battle with Brandy Glanville for many years regarding the raising of the kids. Eventually, the three of them managed to call a bit of a truce for the kids' sake in 2018. Brandy says, We just kind of had it out about what is right and what is wrong and what's better for the kids and what bothered me and what bothered her. Everybody's happy. I think the hardest part was just her and I going at it. Now that that's done, the kids are super happy. They've never been happier. That's a long time, though. 2018? Yeah. They divorced in 2010. Eight years of just battles. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. As of today, Eddie Sibrian and Leanne Rimes are very much still married and seem to be going strong. Brandy Glanville is single and still very much out in the public. Both Sibrian and Glanville have great relationships with their sons, who again are doing both very well and seemingly very happy. That's some drinking and tweeting. Although their ex-girlfriend's not so not so much. Well. That was a real ride of marital wow. misadventure. Brandy mm-hmm. Glanville and Eddie Sibrian. Questionable life choices all the way through. Disease lollipops. Field full of red flags. Bless wow. her heart. You do kind of end up feeling really sorry for her in that position. Everybody in the world knows about it, and you're the last one to know about it. And just really some really identifiable feelings there, no matter how you feel about the housewives. Sure. I lost my voice. I'm what? We're totally broke. We've lived beyond our means. You went and contacted every lawyer in the area so I can't get representation. What is wrong with you, man? That's nasty. It's trashy. Do you think that he and Leanne Rhymes were like doing that together so that she could, you know, like block her husband? I don't know. It may be interesting to go in and look at this from the Leanne Rimes, Dean Shermay POV. Maybe we'll follow up with that on Patreon this week or something, because Dean Shermay has a lot to say that was not the focus of this particular divorce. We do like a chatty (laughs) ex-husband. Oh, he's super chatty, super chatty. Uh, As trash cans go, I don't even know. I think they all probably live in Turks and Caicos. Or maybe at the airport there, mm-hmm. drinking and tweeting. Yeah. Mm. Just, ah, oh, this one is just a gut punch. Again, many thanks to Melissa O for your fantastic research and writing and pulling that together. I'm so grateful for Melissa O and her penchant and love for yeah. the <laughs> 
Housewives is a big help for all of the trash pandas out there. I don't think I can talk any more trash. I think that takes us out this week on Trashy Divorces. Stacy, you're going to be back on Wednesday with a brand new episode. Yeah, uh, it's going to be something. (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, if you need more Trashy Divorces, you can always get some free episodes over at bit.ly slash trash candy. Thank you. And if you need more than that, we almost have 1,200 episodes over on Patreon. Can you believe it? Content for weeks. Content for months. Big thanks again to our trash pandas who live in our community over there at patreon.com slash trashy divorces for ad-free episodes and dumpster dives and spider webs and nightcap chats and all the good stuff. Now that we have answered the question, whose bed have your boots been under? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Darlings. Go out and have a tremendous week. Keep those hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy. See you on Wednesday, folks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all. <laughs>